2: Isotope and Native Instruments have teamed up to create the start to finish bundle that home recording guitar nerds have been waiting for. Plus, you dear listener get an extra 10% off with guitar nerds by using discount code NERDS10 at the checkout on Isotope.com. From the creative spark to the final touch their new bundles include pretty much everything you could possibly need, which is great because it's far too easy to sink hundreds of pounds and a big chunk of your time into just picking up random plugins The Music Production Suite and Complete 13 bundle contains over 30 intelligent mixing, mastering, and repair plugins, 65 premium instruments, 20 plus expansions, and over 35,000 sounds. And if that's a bit basic for you, they've also bundled Music Production Suite 4.1 with Complete 13 Ultimate, which gives you everything that makes Complete 13 incredible plus a colossal library of added synths, sampled instruments and effects, 115 plus premium instruments and effects, 39 native instruments expansions and over 65,000 sounds. It sounds like a lot. It is. It's very good, very comprehensive, and as we've come to expect from Isotope, it's very good value. If you're looking to get into home recording, I cannot recommend it more highly. And if you're already into home recording, it, it really is the one stop shop for making what you do sound better. This podcast is entirely treated and produced using Isotope plugins, and native instruments have been responsible for almost every simple sample you've heard on our Guitar Nerds jingles. Check out their great new bundles on isotope.com or follow links in the description of this podcast and use discount code NERDS10 at the checkout for 10% off anything in the Isotope arsenal. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I'm your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello, Mr. Joe. Hello, Mr. Matt. Hello indeed. And welcome back, dear listener. Welcome to to another episode of the podcast. Uh, It's lovely to have you back, Matt. You had a week off. I I did. I couldn't remember if I had one or two weeks off. Um, um, every, every day is, is difficult without you, Joe. So, of course, of course, yes, yes, um, absolutely. But uh, but you know, you still managed to do some guitar stuff in your time away from the podcast. Always, um, uh, you you've expanded your your range of your your pedal collection. Uh, yes, as always. Yeah, So
3: um, finally,
2: finally, after two, three,
3: three months of waiting. I received my Dan Coggins slash Dinosaural Cogmeister number sixty-two. Uh, getting in there with the low serial numbers. Wow! Um, how, how,
2: how? When was this made? When was the Cogmeister made? So
3: it's brand. I think it's brand new for this year. And I. Oh right. Um, as you know, uh, or ma- maybe listeners don't know, but you know, Joe, I'm not really on the old social medias anymore. Um, But I think I was browsing it perhaps pre-podcast, a a, months ago, and yeah, saw a post about it, which I think must have come from Dan Coggins. So Dan Coggins, being of Love Pedal, and then uh, leaving Love Pedal and forming Dinosaur, which was his own company, and And then obviously, and now, and now, yeah, meeting up with um, Thorpey and being the sort of lead um hardware engineer for Thorpey. So they did the deep ogin um amongst many other things. So obviously they've done the bra- um, the original love pedals, the brown Source, They've done that in the bunker. The Field Marshal was the uh, cheese sauce. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of work in that. But also making his own pedals uh on the side sort of yeah still under the Dinosaural name um so yeah this is the cogmeister and joe you're gonna love this um i know you saw you saw a picture but you know you could just make a normal compact pedal but
2: actually what you really want is three pedals in one giant box (laughs) um the whole three pedals in one thing seems very late 90s to me well that's exactly where i live um all (laughs) of the time so
3: no what's great about this is it is just such a well thought out pedal and sound design so you've basically got three sections that stack into each other from right to left um you start with a real 60s style germanium treble booster
2: right uh, Which has got the, like that's, that's what they're calling push
3: that's the push so you've got push drive and um solo so you've got push and um, so you've got again, like a treble booster, just single control, but you've also got a lows control, um, which is, I guess, taken from probably part of the design that maybe was in the Dane, where you had the boost that had the boost and then the lows. So as you boost, the treble booster, obviously you're boosting certain frequencies, and perhaps it feels like you're losing others, so the low allows you to kind of Get more of a bottom end push, Thicken. which is obviously really nice. So straight off, great. Just make great Goodera, um, <laughs> just on all the time. Just obviously pushes an amp, just to just a nice bit of um, sparkle. Um, so that's your push. Then you go into the drive. So Dinosaur used to make a pedal called the Tube Driver, Tube Bender tube something. <laughs> some um, standard words. Associated some some, with- <laughs> some standard words based on a 70s fuzz box design. Um, so very much of that kind of tube bender sort of, um, you know... Tone bender. Tone bender. Tone bender type vibe. Um, so you've got volume, sustain and tone. And then you've got a three-way dip switch, which is like a kind of uh, a big low cut, a small low cut or no cut at all. So flat EQ. Uh, and it just sounds meaty, like super meaty, but also responsive to the way that you play. Importantly, responsive to the way that you play. So if you're kind of doing chords and you sort of softly, softly, it's it just breaks up a nice bit and then you can obviously really dig in. Um, and then you put the push into it and then you're pushing a treble booster into that kind of first circuit, um, which is amazing, you know, absolutely amazing. And then you've got the solo control, which is basically a clean boost but it's got a peak control which i think focuses on like um like mids and upper mids so with the peak control all the way down and the level control to max it's almost like unity gain so the peak almost works like another gain so you kind of balance the frequency with the volume to either give you a solo or how i've been using it as a master volume for the whole thing so you can crank the treble booster into the fuzz and then you've got the fuzz going into the solo but then you just set that to kind of unity but then you've got the peak control to kind of dial in a bit of post-gain grit and, and you know find the kind of frequency range you want and just have all three on together for effectively just the most ridiculous fuzz box with tons of gain known to guitar kind um it's absolutely brilliant uh made to order exclusively by emailing Dan through Instagram oh, really that- <laughs> yeah i think that is um i don't think um i can i think it's dan coggin's audio um it is dancogginsaudio.co.uk uh, you can see a picture of it on there um i think You can probably just drop him a message via his website. Um, But I don't think you can order. There's no, like, order page directly on his website. Um,
2: It's for those in the know.
3: It's for those in the know. So, yeah, I think you basically have to drop him a message on Instagram um, and be like, I would like to order one, please. And then you just sit and you wait. They're built in batches. Uh, Yes, I think... Yeah, I was part of the second batch, um, so I think that's they just them in batches. But definitely, definitely one worth checking out. Are they Super expensive? impressive. Two, this, oh, two nine nine.
2: Good. Okay, okay. Uh, so slightly less than three. slightly more than 289 it's a premium Um, it's a premium price point but you know for something that you're that you have to order by an instagram message because it's that exclusive i did expect it to be more expensive
3: yeah and you know one guy sitting at home
4: if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers
3: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Building pedals. Um, Yeah. You know, I think it's fair enough, Joe. It should be, um, you know, you should get paid and you should charge what you need to earn from that pedal. And if you're sat there and it's taking, you know, two months to build that batch which I'm guessing was probably maybe 50 pieces I don't know you know I think that's um, that's fair enough
2: Mm. yes pay
3: people what they deserve to be paid um, is what I say but yeah it's an excellent excellent fuzz pedal Um, and I sort of also bought it in the knowledge that Dan doesn't make that many obviously love tone pedals are insane amounts of money now um since they were sort of really kind of discontinued, I guess in the late 2000s, 2000 2008. Yeah. Um, Dinosaural doesn't really make anything. They weren't really a kind of big brand like some of the other other brands out there. And I just think one of those things that's going to be, you can sort of already tell, it's it's a kind of legend. It's going to be going to be revered. People are going to want that yeah. in the future. I think so not that I bought it to sit on it for 20 years and then sell it um you know I want to use it very much right now um but yeah and uh, I did speak to Dan briefly and uh he was up for coming on the podcast and talking all things geeky audio at some point oh, yeah so, we should uh, we
2: should get him and Adrian uh on an episode and yeah uh, absolutely and I think it'd to- be really good to
3: um y- you know for him to talk about some of the work that he's done with um uh you know Thorpey some of the design work and stuff like that so uh yeah i think it could be could be a real real interesting podcast so
2: keep your ears peeled absolutely absolutely dear listener well the you know i've been on the sort of custom pedal thing i've been meaning to talk for a couple of weeks now for a few weeks now about the uh about polymath making a a little a little effects pedal um Which, because uh, so, I, I can't. I cannot remember if I talked about this with Naomi on last week's episode. I'm not. I'm not sure I did. But polymath, uh, my band polymath, are uh, putting out a new record in November, and uh we had like our first. You you've got to call them feature tracks now, not singles. But they uh, are <laughs> our first. It's, it's, it's all to do with playlisting. I'm told. I, I don't know. I don't understand these things. But anyway, our first feature track came out like a couple of weeks ago. Last week, on, time is an illusion. Um, but anyway <laughs> our our first feature track came out so the records called Zenith the first feature track is also called Zenith it's actually the the opening track on the record that came out so that's available on Spotify and you can do all the pre-saving pre-ordering the uh the record and uh, I decided I wanted to do like a cool giveaway thing like if you pre-order the record now or even if you just pre-save it on Spotify or any of the any of the big streaming platforms, then you get entered into this big hat to win a number of things. And it, I was going to do sign test pressing. That'd be cool. One of the new t-shirts. We're getting these lovely embroidered t-shirts with the new Lotus flower logo that we have.
3: Oh, so yeah. So how, they're, how they're, big is the hat Joe?
2: How H- big is how, the,
3: yeah. How physically big is this hat?
2: Hat, did I say hat? I meant t shirt. You,
3: you said, I thought you said you're going to put all your oh, names in a big hats. hat, and yes, I was like, I, will. I understand hat? what you're saying. Yes,
2: <laughs> yes, it's it's, uh, it's a large hat, cauldron size. Well, it depends how many people uh, enter, really. And you know, I'll just have to make their <laughs> names smaller and smaller, use smaller and smaller pieces of paper. There, there is a beanie on our merch store, in fact. Ooh, Maybe I'll just is use that? one of those. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but the other thing I wanted to add to it, I was like, I'm gonna get a a pedal made and like give that away. So um, we have been we'd been speaking, Matt, recently on the podcast, about the Bee Stock sale over on Bright Onion Mm pedals which is actually still going on this made sense just because james from bright onions a really great guy he's also local um to to me being in brighton as matt did not know that brighton and bright onion were
3: (laughs) i knew i knew they were from brighton but what i didn't get was it was brightonian (laughs) and bright onion i just i just assumed that he really liked onions (laughs) (laughs) just you know something like something weird like that and i'm like he's just a wacky dude um but now I know. I, we had a joke about it on email, actually. Um, <laughs> because, again, I think when we spoke on the podcast a few weeks, I was like, oh, I'm one of those people that just always goes to him with like, I've got this idea for this stupid box that needs to do this and this. And um, after we spoke on that podcast, I was like, I've got this idea for this stupid box that needs to do this and this. And then I realised I don't actually need to do that. So, um, so I didn't get it made. Which he's probably <laughs> thankful for anyway, because it was just... Taking up all of his time working out how it works <laughs> yes yeah
2: exactly well if you're uh, um if you if you're not aware dear listener if if you missed that episode or you you haven't heard us talk about bright onion before bright onion pedals make a whole load of utility stuff like true bypass loopers signal routing switches tap tempos buffers uh and things like that um and they've been around for a long time, and they've made pedals for like big people. They, they've got a little list of people they've made things for, such as the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Mumford and Sons, Noah and the Whale, Ben Howard, and uh, and loads of others. So you know they're they're really good. It's it's quite a unique uh, company in in the sheer sort of breadth of solutions um, mm. that that James offers at Bright Onion Pedals. But, yes, yeah, so, so I, thought, I thought he would be a good one to go to because it also made an ABY for Guitar Nerds. And if you remember a couple of years ago, we did a pink giveaway. And uh, one of the things you could win was a, a pink Guitar Nerds logo emblazoned um, ABY box. So I went to him and said, look, would you, you know, would you like to do a little utility thing with us? And the reason I thought of that is because Tim's, Tim, the guitarist in Polymath, his new guitar from Fidelity has a built-in unlatched kill switch. And he uses oh, yes. it loads. Um, it's it's he uses it for loads of like uh, rhythmic tremolo stuff that he does manually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that, that that would be cool. That would it, it would be cool to get an unlatched kill switch done with the polymath artwork from bright onion. So that's exactly what we had made in a, in a little mini mini pedal format, unlatched kill switch with our Lotus design on the front. So James only made one for us and, uh, and yeah, so we'll be giving that away. But, uh, Amazing.
3: Where can people listen to the record right now, Mr. Branton? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Spotify any, or any any
2: streaming platform. It's on all of them. So, uh,
3: And this is album number
2: four? Four, four yeah. Fourth for, for us. Yeah, because we've had, you know, EPs, random singles, splits, things like that. But yeah, I think we've done Reptiles, Melancholia, House of Wisdom or We Are the Devil. And this one, Zenith, will be our our fourth one
3: i don't think there i have go. melancholia on vinyl i definitely have reptiles and i definitely have the other one that you just mentioned house of wisdom yeah house of wisdom um because one of them just to finish this this part of the conversation one of them i think it's reptiles is at four? the records at 45 which it yes. doesn't which it doesn't say anywhere on the sleeve. And <laughs> no. I remember the first time I played it, I was like, Man, they've they've really gone down this like groovy, like chucky, <laughs> slow route. Because there's no vocals, you can't you don't really get the vibe that anything's wrong. It yeah. just sounds a bit like it was, it sounded fine. But it's one of those things that you listen to it and you're like, Oh wait, let oh, me just Just check. I've got another record by that. I'm a big fan of Comtrus, and uh, who's like amazing, like one of the really early like synthwave people Uh out there. And um, I played his record, and I was like, "This really sounds like it's a 45 and not a 33." (laughs) And I had to get Spotify up and play the same track (laughs) because I'm like, it doesn't sound wrong. (laughs) I'm like is this how it sounds and I've just forgotten um so yeah just just as a note Joe if you're printing another one on Thank on you. vinyl yes I'll have a copy and also please <laughs> tell me if it's 45 or 33
2: <laughs> yes yeah I, uh, I I I I always end up well, obviously we get we get the artworks commissioned always by this guy called Sam Hall samhallartwork.co.uk dear listen if you want to check his stuff out it's amazing but of course I always end up then putting everything together on photoshop and so, just i've learned through the years what information you should have on a cover <laughs> rather than sort of what i wanted to put on a cover so so yes but anyway but that was cool so it was, it was nice to get a, a kind of a little pedal i know it's just a utility thing but it's kind of it's fun and an unlatched kill switch is always a cool thing
3: indeed so, yeah, yeah. I'm sure someone Sorry. will find great home for it with all exactly. the other pink stuff thanks exactly. for sending it to me joe yeah. <laughs> 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 well, no, sick. I definitely. Um, after uh, getting that Cogmeister and going, oh, I'm going to have to put it on my pedal board. This is why listeners of the podcast: when you build a new pedal board, you put everything together on the board. Don't wire it up. Just don't. Just leave it out. You know, in your studio or your bedroom or wherever, and just just look at it every day for a couple of days, because I guarantee. You'll want to change something. Yes. Every time. Every time. I just, I have to have it out for about two or three weeks. And I keep, I just keep changing stuff and I'll like put it away and I'll get it out and be like, oh yeah. And then I'll like take some of the pedals off and I'll test them individually and go, is this definitely the pedal I want? Um, And I'm so glad I hadn't started wiring anything up because the pedals obviously massive. Um, But thankfully, I haven't actually somehow. It's like one of those magical puzzles where you know where you've got like a complete puzzle piece, but then there's still one missing and they're like, fit the piece into the puzzle. Like one of those, I don't know if you've ever seen it, it's like, here's four squares and a fifth one. You've got to fit the fifth square in this box or whatever. And I'm sort of like, how have I managed to rearrange my whole pedal board and put this new massive pedal on it and not lose any space um so i still got one pedal space um and uh yeah still need to fill it still haven't decided still haven't decided what it's going to be so still
2: testing some stuff um who knows i'll report back when i know i'm excited i'm excited to see what happens Well, well okay so on the on the note of uh on pedal boards um, I've got some things coming up in the next couple of months where I am playing guitar with my partner Emma on some stuff. Oh, nice! And uh, and so I've got to get a, I've got to get a gigging rig basically together. So um, <laughs> that's
3: not that's not polymath.
2: <laughs> <Giveable>. <laughs> well, yes, but also it's for guitar. I'm playing guitar, and it's you know it's 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 a it's different it's different it's style different. stuff. So so I've got to I've got to come up with a rig. So I settled. On the guitar, quickly. I, I just wanted to have, like, one thing, because, you know, I, I float between, like, three different guitars at home, and I was like, I can't be doing that. I'm not going to bring three goddamn guitars to to a show, you know. So uh, I'm going for the Grez Mendocino. I think that's a great all-rounder. Um, it's got that sort of lovely, earthy, woody, organic, hollow-body sound, but mm-hmm, it's still, mm-hmm. you know, it's, just, it's still very versatile and articulate as well. So perfect guitar loads of character and loads of low end and a lot of the stuff is just a guitar a piano and a vocal and the piano is quite sparing and whilst i appreciate piano has a lot of low end there's a lot of stuff with the guitars exposed so having a really sort of full rangy sounding guitar is kind of important i think hollow bodies do that sort of thing the best um they just have punch and character in those low mids that you know other things telly strats or or, or anything solid body misses a little bit Mm -hmm. um And also, they sound great clean, and a lot of this stuff is going to be clean, sort of pushed amplifier, but I'm actually not using a drive pedal. Um, I just wanted something like a small valve amp that was going to sound great. So I was kind of like looking at the amps that I have here. I didn't really want to be spending more money on another amplifier when I keep buying stuff at the moment. So I was like, right, I'll get get something from, from my collection here and i've settled on i know by the way that the right choice is the boss katana that i have you know just the (laughs) versatility and reliability but i'm going through a bit of a valve thing at the moment and that's fine so um so i so first i'll tell you what i'm going to talk about this amp first i've settled on the ashdown peacemaker um the ashdown peacemaker mini is an absolutely fantastic amp it's a little two watt um uh you know valve like little valve class a to what gorgeous sounding um amplifier inspired by the the little magnetone thing so you've got the controls on the back and the you know just the the little 12 inch speaker on the front um i've
3: never seen this why have i never seen this
2: (laughs) so that's why i want to talk about this this was about uh probably uh A year and a half ago, actually probably two years ago this time, but a year and a half ago, all of us at Ashdown were pitching new ideas for a guitar amp series, a guitar amp range that would work. And one of the things that I – I didn't come up with the initial – idea but i put my weight behind this one and other we ended up we ended up making a load of prototypes i thought this was the best idea a peacemaker mini based on a little magnetone so we're we're just saying here's a great sounding amp no bells no whistles it's fantastic mm-hmm. um it ended up not being the route that ashdown chose to go down which is why i've, I've sent you a link man dear listener i'll put a, a link for you guys there as well we only ever made two now i am keeping one of them um and the other one they've just Popped up on their B stock. I've uh, just seen that. Week. I've
3: just seen that. Very, very cool indeed. So, what's the difference between the light and so? It's got two inputs on the back for for listeners. Yeah, is it is one just to kind of? Has it just got a bit more roll off? Is it?
2: Yeah, it just sounds like a very treble boosted input. Um, i I think this is a direct copy uh, uh, Dave Green who designed this amp I think really I think the bulk of this is very much lifted from the little magnetone that he was inspired by. I think that had a similar thing mm-hmm. so the so light is 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 cut trebly like very very zingy and uh, and dark is quite a bit more rounded i'd almost say dark is the more standard sounding of the of the two and light is very very aggressive right. and then it just has it has a gain of volume and and three bands of eq on the back which is which is actually an expanded version of the magdine because i think the when we were looking at just had a master tone he wanted to put three bands on there and mm-hmm. It drives amazingly. Is it actually incredibly loud for two watts? Like you be, you could think it's twenty. Like it's that loud. It's absolutely diggable. That's, that's
3: that's the thing, isn't it? It's you know, I'm no I'm no scientist, um, and I can't give you the the exact uh, formula. But as we said before, like twenty five watts is not half the volume of fifty watts, or fifty watts is not half the mm. volume of you know i think you have to well you have to divide by 10 i think so it's like 10 watts is half the volume 100 watts as a generalization or something like that so sure. you know you think how loud a little 10 watt amp is effectively what you're getting with 1 watt is you're just getting something that it is really it's just got less headroom you know it's still yeah. going to be super loud i'm i'm amazed at how loud some of those those amps do go um yeah. But yeah, you just you just don't have the headroom, you know, and obviously if you're running yeah. pedals into it and stuff, that's where you kind of get into perhaps some issues, you know, and I say issues lightly, it's it's more just that, you know, you're not going a, a to yeah, yeah, no, be running a super clean reverb and chorus straight into the front end with the volume
2: cranked. It's just no. not going to work, no. is it? <laughs> No, exactly. But the, the cleans on this, they sound good. They sound great. Um, the If you pump the gain on this, it sounds like a fuzz pedal. It's just amazing. Like, the way it breaks up is really gorgeous. Anyway, I I loved it. It was so much better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, just You know, that sounds rude. But I, I just mean, like, Ashdown aren't known for making guitar amps. You know, I expect mm. them to be fine. But this was really remarkable. I really loved it. I think it's a great-sounding amp. Um, so... You know, I was thinking, yeah, I I think that would actually be a great amp. It's small and portable. Um, it's it's valve, it looks cool, um, and it's got that yeah, you know, it's 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 got the tone that I'm after. And mm-hmm. it's and it's unusual. So I'm like, definitely it's it's gonna be this amplifier. So it couples so beautifully with the grez. My problem is that the setup is pretty simple. The sounds that I basically need are a edge of so sort of edge of breakup guitar uh, guitar tone, which I can get with a bunch of amp reverb, um, which of course I do not have now with the Peacemaker Mini. I've just got three bands of EQ again and a volume control. Mm. So it's changed my needs on the floor. I don't need any drive. Yeah, so I kind of need a tremolo uh here and there maybe a delay i'm not sure about i'll probably shove something on there but really sort of the backbone of everything that i need to do is is reverb and it would normally be amp reverb so mm-hmm. if i go for this peace baker mini couple it with the grez mendocino it means on the floor now i've got to consider a couple more things uh, well I, I need to consider reverb now worth noting the game changer plus pedal is an important part of the setup so that goes on there but it's not a traditional reverb you know i need something that's a more general purpose reverb as Mm -hmm. as well so i need to choose a reverb really and a and a tremolo that are going to give me access to those sort of voxy fendery style tones and Mm -hmm. still be like a cool thing so i'm i I was like well what reverbs do i have and i realized i do not (laughs) Not a single reverb. I mean, I've got the KMA Cirrus, which is part delay, part reverb, but it's a very um, it's a modern reverb. That's not what I want. What I want is amp reverb. I think there are some of our some of the guitar nerds' reverbs at Jay Cross's house, but you know, it's uh, they're they're there, and it's difficult to get any of that stuff back.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He's so far away.
2: (laughs) Um, I'm
3: going to throw a couple of. I'm going to throw a couple of choices your way then, Mr. Branton. Okay. First choice, I actually haven't plugged one of these in for a while. Friend of the podcast, Blake, is a big fan of this brand. Um, the Mr. Black Deluxe Plus Spring Reverb and Trem. Um, is an absolutely cracking pedal. So this is really a kind of splashy, classic reverb um, alongside the sort of vintage uh, F-type trem that you'd see in a kind of, uh, you know, deluxe amp. So you kind of got that tube trem vibe with a splashy spring reverb all in one pedal. So uh, control-wise, you basically just have intensity, speed for your tremolo and then just reverb for your reverb control uh all made in portland oregon um but then you cover both with one box
2: which i think is very cool is that is an option that i had not considered Yeah, of course. I mean, of course, yeah, obviously there are options. Origin effects do do the same thing where you can get both, but but it wasn't something I was thinking about. Um, So this is a good option. This is also much less money than I was expecting to be spending here. I'm looking at one on Anderton's now for £179. They come in a little side-on box.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think um, this is... For me, I, th- I think this is uh, this is very cool. Yeah, this this would cover especially if you don't need the dry. And I think what you're going to get is you're going to get, you know, reverb going into a slightly gritty amp. That's going to yes. give you a kind of real retro vibe. Yes, um, Whatever, as, as it as it were. So I think that would be a very good option. I'm then going to throw a different option your way, which doesn't have the trem, but you could buy a separate trem afterwards. And this is, again, this is rogue. You, you would have never guessed this. But the Electro Electroharmonics Turnip Greens, which was their Overdrive and Reverb in one box, which was their Soul Food and the Holy Grail Max. Um, so the Soul Food, great for pushing the amp, just a little bit more if you need it. But then you've got the Holy Grail Max on there, so you've got a blend control, but you can also get some really big... Um, reverb sounds and actually looking at it now you do have a send and return so yes you can actually now insert effects in between the two and you can change the order if you want the reverb first or the or the um dry first joe this would be an excellent choice
2: this just needs a little tremolo pedal to go in the middle. I would never I would never have considered this. I would almost write them off as not being posh enough for the sort of setup I want. I
3: know, we, you know, I think guitar players, especially now with the internet, we have all have smelt a bit much too wine. We're all <laughs> sniffing the corks and we're going, I can't play an electroharmonics pedal because it's got electroharmonics on it. Um, you know. Those days need to be behind us all. Right. Um, right. and honestly I, th- I think this is I remember that you know soul food this was you know soul food I'm sure we talked about it for many years on the podcast but kind of the first clon clone it felt like that yeah, before yeah. people even really spoke about a clon it's almost like they went you know what's really pop you know what's really good a clon but they're not quite $5000 yet. And uh, the holy grails always been good. The Holy Grails is, you know, I'm looking at my vintage big box one now. Um, Absolutely wicked. And the great thing about the Max is you've got spring haul plate. Um, And I think you've also got a reverse on there as well. So you've got some of the weird stuff if you want it. Um, But the fact that you've got the effects loop send in return, you you can put your tremolo straight in there.
2: Very good, De- definitely a great option. Um Okay, should, should I tell you the two that I that I thought of as as, yes. as as possibles, and then you can tell me if you think these are good or bad ideas? So I'll start with I've got two. One is affordable. One is a uh, premium. But, okay, <laughs> uh, I, you know I feel like the game changer plus pedal sort of uh, demands uh, uh, something e- e- equally wonderful and unique next to it that's that's that was kind of my initial thoughts so mm-hmm. when i was thinking well who does i want that splashy amp reverb who does that the best surfy industries surfy bear ah oh, of course compact tank um i mean it's a 250 pound huge reverb pedal do tell um, me, though,
3: just before you go on, that this was your premium option. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> right, okay. I was like, you know, it's like one of those things now. It's like, is this the premium option or the cheap option? Um, okay, continue.
2: So, continue. yes, so this this is very much the premium option. What I love about this is that it's a big, you know, a, a huge box kind of proper um, uh uh, you, well, it's yeah, like a real spring. Reverb. It's a real spring, yeah. So that's what I mean. It's like a big, proper reverb tank. The downside of this pedal for me is that there are a lot of controls which kind of sits against what I want from these things. Like you've got volume, mixer one, mixer two, tone, decay, and dwell. I just want to turn my reverb up and down and I want you to make a thing that sounds good when I do that. That's kind of my feeling about reverb. So, that feels like a lot of controls, but... I do like the idea that I can switch between two presets via the Mixer 1 and Mixer 2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that seems like a, a useful thing. I don't, I don't know 100% how that works, but... Um,
3: I um, I think what it is, I'm just loading them up there. So you've got the Surf... So Surfy Bear, we haven't really talked much about Surfy Bear. Very cool. They make reverb, basically a, a stompable reverb tank. Um, and it looks like you can buy the classic version, which is which kind is of...
2: Huge.
3: Yeah, which I'm guessing is the big long spring tank. And then you can buy the Surfy Bear Metal. Um, So, yeah, I'd imagine that probably has like a 19-inch spring in it. So that just has volume, tone, mixer, and dwell, which are the controls that you want, realistically. Yeah. Um, Whereas the Surfy Bear Compact, so I would hazard a guess that it's still one spring tank but there's two volume controls and that's what nice. you're switching between ah. that would make sense i don't think there'd be two separate tanks no, in there
2: no of course
3: um but i might be wrong dual mixer control set between two reverb settings um and then decay yeah because decay is and dwell and tone are universal well that's got an overall volume but i guess mixer is dry to wet um Right, it's very cool. I mean, I've wanted a spring reverb head for ages. Um, and I saw one of these. I was at a well-known UK retailer the other week, and they had one in their studio. And I was like, they do look cool. That is just a cool bit of kit to take to a gig. Do you know what I mean? Big mm. old splashy spring tank.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's it. They, yeah, yeah, so they, it's very cool it's i think it might be what i need to be honest but um but it's also massive i'm trying to make this a, a small portable rig so that that's sort of a downside not not the end of the world though so you ready for my cheap option yes hit me joe affordable option dan electro dsr1 spring king <laughs> do you know what i
3: nearly said the spring king and then i was like i'm not going to say the spring king because i think they're rubbish um <laughs> but i can't remember if they're truly rubbish, or whether I remember them being rubbish. Mm. Um, th- I, the, I, I definitely remember concern. the the thunder, the thunder button, which is basically a big pad that you can kick it. Um, yeah, kick never worked. You had to like smash it so hard for that to actually make a noise. It does have a real spring in it. Um, I can't believe they're still in stock and they still make this product. That is crazy. Yeah. There, must really, there must be a really...
2: £95 on sn- Toman
3: There must be a really small niche group of certain musicians using it for one reason, like Lap Steel in Kansas. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's terrible. It will definitely... I guess what you've got to remember is... The size of the spring will determine the splashiness and that kind of thing, and I think these boxes are definitely small. Got a small spring in it, so you'll find you won't get as big a reverb out of it. Right, it'll be kind of a a very short, sharp, um, you know, spring reverb. Where you know, I guess in. Something like the Surfy Bear. When you've got a bigger box, you'll get the kind of more splashy, you know, bigger oh, kind that. of long tail reverb. That's the only thing to bear in bear in mind. But I, I have seen those Surfy Bears come up second hand for not a lot of money. Um, again, I think it's one of those things that people probably buy going, oh, this would be great," and then it is actually kind it's of just huge. Uh, impractical. But I like I like the vibe of. Uh, you know, I've gone down the digital route. I very much like your thought on the um, going down the analog route. So, here's another suggestion for you, which I actually think sounds really good. I've, I've seen these demoed. Uh,
2: similar price to the Surfy Bear, but the Carl Martin headroom. Yes, the Carl Martin headroom was also something I thought about. Hard to find them uh, these days because I think they've long since discontinued. Mm, um, I found one. <laughs>
3: Oh, found it. Um, Yeah, where you've got just basically tone and level. So the only thing with that is you've got no control over, like, I think that's what I love about my Morgan PR12. Obviously, it's an amp head with a spring tank in it. But when you've got reverb and dwell, you can obviously control the volume of the reverb, but also basically the decay of the reverb. So you can have a really splashy you know, long decay reverb, but then you can dull the mix back so it doesn't kind of totally, you know, engulf your um, your guitar sound. Which, yes. when you're running a, a one watt amp, obviously, you're going to need to be careful in terms of uh, balance, I guess.
2: I see. I see what you're saying. Yes, I might need a little bit more shaping. Um, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that's that's al- also an option, but I, I think maybe you're right. I think maybe the the surfy bear... It's a very, very similar thing at a very, very similar price point and is probably a bit better.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think um if you want to go down the analogue route, I think that would be a really good place to um a really good place to go. I think if you wanted to go down the digital route, um definitely be uh, interested to try the turnip greens again. I remember it sounding very good. I remember the soul food sounding mm-hmm, very good, mm-hmm. holy grail very good. Um but yeah, Surfy Bear could be a great little Especially with that Mendocino, that fresh yeah. Mendocino, you know that is—you're going in for some uh, some real vintage uh, <laughs> rockabilly vibes. Tiny small lamp cranked yeah. uh, with the splashy spring reverb. Very
2: yeah. good. It would be very cool. I think the, the 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 pedal itself is going to end up being bigger than. Uh, uh, Than the amplifier, but and so but it fine. should be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, okay. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll leave that one with me, and uh, um, and uh, I'll I'll see what I choose next week. And. And get back to you. Now, good. we've got a bunch of other things to talk about, but um, maybe at this juncture, we should do a little bit of news because we haven't done that for, for a long time on this podcast.
3: We've been blabbing too much, Joe. <laughs> and I well, think we decided we should probably
2: talk about some news. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, very few new things on the market at the moment. Seems like a real quiet time for a lot of brands at the moment, but a couple of real exciting things. Mostly in the pedal world uh, to be honest um and as as always <laughs> as as always yeah uh, what what would you like to go for first out of our two pedal options matt
3: well uh, since we're talking we've talked a lot about um well, I talked a lot about fuzz anyway let 's start with possibly i think one of the coolest bits of news in a long time, which is electroharmonis announced the j mascus Rams head big muff pie. <laughs> Um, Seems like
2: Jay Mascus is getting a lot of signature stuff all of a sudden. Again,
3: have people just suddenly realised his importance <laughs> to music <laughs> over like the last uh, thirty years? Um, yeah, really interesting. Obviously, signature guitar. Um, well, he's had signature guitars for a while, but obviously, more recently, some more had signature telly, stuff. Yeah, uh, the telly, which I saw one in the flesh a couple months ago. I was like, "Yep, I totally." totally buy that um reverb.com put together a very cool video interviewing uh jay masters and talking about it and talking about his collection of big muffs and this is the one that he's always used i think he said that he used to stack kind of two together um but yeah this basically this pedal is always on and he talks a bit in the video about how once it got stolen and he had to use a rat and someone even came up to him in the gig and said yeah man you just didn't sound right like something wasn't right for this gig and he was like oh i didn't have my my big muff that's his you know that is very much his sound so but highly based, so in the compact form, just like you've seen the Op-Amp Big Muff, um, uh, which was not directly a Smashing Pumpkins signature, but very much around the kind of uh, Billy Corgan vibe. Um, obviously, you've seen the standard Ram's Head. This is based on the 73 V2 Violet Ram's Head Big Muff, which is kind of J-Masker's go-to Big Muff for the last 30-plus sort of, years. And, uh, yeah, they're saying the fuzz is sonically more articulate than other Big Muffs with excellent string separation and dynamics, which makes it one of the most versatile Big Muffs.
2: Um, Makes it one of the most, uh, almost applicable to modern use Big Muffs that you can get from electroharmonics as well. Well,
3: yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, I love my Op Amp Big Muff. Um, Yeah, it sounds absolutely amazing, but it is very much that Billy Corgan kind of wall of... Muff. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, here's a sound, nothing else. It's just like it <laughs> blasts you. Where the earlier ones, and it, and you know, again, I think um Thorpey's um Fallout Cloud, previously Muffrim cloud, uh, was based on a specific um big muff that Thorpey had, which would again was one of the earlier ones. And I think, yeah, they were a bit more articulate, they were transistor-based rather than op amp-based um so yeah i think like right, you're right it's it's a little bit more applicable to kind of modern times in the sense that there's a bit less gain you can still drive it quite hard but you can run it into a gainy amp um but i'm into this i think this is um great and according to the Electro Harmonics website 131 dollars 50 cents just the enough. great thing
2: about the electroharmonics stuff is it's so affordable. In a time where, you know, well, just now, like, you just dropped 300 quid on your Coggins pedal. I was talking about dropping 250 on a on a big old reverb. And if, the great thing about electroharmonics is they make stuff that sounds really, really good. And the prices are always really, really cheap. Mm.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, they've kind of... I don't know this sound, sounds like a contradiction, but they've kind of been somewhat quiet over... The recent, I feel like they've been somewhat quiet over the recent sort of uh, months. Anyway, it doesn't seem to be too much from them. I'm trying to think what the last launch was probably some sort of other compressor that sort of got left behind. Um but I was just thought I'll have a look at their website now in terms of muffs you can buy. So you can buy the J Mascus Ramshead Big Muff Pie, the nano metal muff. Don't buy the nano metal muff. The metal muff, the most <laughs> ridiculous muff of all time. Uh you can buy the Ramshead Big Muff Pie, you can buy the Sovtek Deluxe Big Muff Pie, which I think is two in one box. The Triangle Big Muff Pie, the Op Amp Big Muff Pie, the Green Russian Big Muff Pie, and can you still buy the big ones? Oh, you can buy the base Big Muff, the Nano Base Big Muff, the Deluxe Big Muff. That is good. You can also buy the Nano Big Muff, which is the modern one in the Nano box. You can buy the Deluxe Base Big Muff, which has got the (laughs) XLR out, the Germanium Big Muff. Uh, you can still buy the base big muff pie with tone wicker, I had one of those, they're really good. Uh, the oh, sorry, that's the standard big muff pie with tone wicker, the base big muff pie, the little big muff, and you can still buy the big muff, which is the one in the, the proper big, metal box. big chassis. Oh. Which,
2: why Why wouldn't you go, why wouldn't you want that one?
3: Uh, yeah, exactly, probably just because it's massive. Uh, oh, you can also buy a metal muff with top boost, um, which. Just saying that out loud made me realise that is insane. <laughs> that is like, yes. and I mean that is only I would say forty percent of all of the drive pedals that they
2: sell currently. Yeah. So what do you think is the best big muff that the electrohmonics make in their current oh. lineup? Because if I had to buy one, yeah. So let's 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 sort the the let's let's sort out the good ones. So so Ram's Head Big Muff Pie. Triangle Big Muff Pie, Green Russian Big Muff Pie, Op Amp Big Muff Pie. I think they're they're the big kind muff of.
3: Pie. And then the standard Nano one, which is the modern one. What about the Tone Wicker?
2: That's surely in with a shout.
3: No, I was thinking about the, all the compact ones, actually. So you've got Nano, the, basically the Nano series. So Nano, Big Muff, Nano, Ram's Head, Triangle, J Mascus, and. Op-amp. op amp yeah. and green rush and green rush um if I had to buy one yeah I would probably buy the
2: J.Paskers one really
3: um I just think it sounded really good I I know this sounds silly but I'm sort of a sucker for the violent co- violet colour not violent that'd be a bit wrong <laughs> um on the front I mean although saying that the op amp to me is the kind of the classic muff sound that most people will know because of Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins.
2: Kind okay, of so I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because I actually don't know that much. As a bass player, it's just, you know, they only did that bass Big Muff and it was never really the right sort of sound for me. So I don't know that much about what each of the different Big Muffs brings to the oh, party. So know, I'm not asking knowledge. you to go through all of them, but uh, but like what separates a Green Russian from an Op Amp from a Ram's Head?
3: So it, it, I think, and I'm
2: probably going to butcher it here.
3: I think it's very much based on the circuitry design about how the how it how it gains, how it makes gains. So obviously, you've right. got transistors.
2: Yeah, you can diodes. Just, you can just tell and then me like sonically. Like so a, I, I think.
3: Uh, so I guess sonically, much less gain and more of a kind of classic driven sound from the earlier ones that had a lot of gain right all the way through to like the op-amp big muff which yeah uses an operational amplifier loads of gain almost like a wall of sound so i almost kind of liken triangle big muff to 70s pink floyd and op-amp big muff to 90s um smashing pumpkins
2: I see and grunge. where does the where does the green the kind Russian of Russian is it,
3: I always found the Russian big muff was much more like a distortion pedal in the right. sense that it kind of felt a bit more gainy and a bit more I it's been a long time since I plugged one in the last time I plugged one in was the kind of um black box reissue from the early late 90s early oh, 2000s remember, yeah. but a bit a big user of the original green big muff was actually Scott Shriner from Weezer.
2: Oh yeah,
3: uh, if you know much of the Weezer bass tone. Um, but for anyone listening, if you want to read all about it, uh, there's a guy called Kit Ray, K I T R A E. And if you go to kitray.net, um, he is a <laughs> he is a big muff collector and blog writer all about the muff. So it's literally the it is the Bible on nothing but Big Muff. And he also collects fantasy swords. So awesome. if you're into if you're into crazy fan art swords and Big Muffs, uh probably mainly the Big Muffs, this is the <laughs> place to go. Uh, the guy has basically one of everything uh, that ever existed. He's got a great picture on his homepage, which is all of them, which includes like the Guild Foxy Lady, which I think was the first one which was licensed to Guild. Wow. Um, yeah, so I think you went Triangle, then Pi, then Ram's Head, then Op Amp, then Sovtech, the Russian one, and then back to kind of modern day. But yeah, it's this huge webpage. It's an amazing. Amazing resource for anything relating to to Big Muff. I think on here there's, what, six, eight, ten, there's probably about 20 different variations of Big Muff that ever existed. Wow.
2: I see. Okay. Well that's good. That's handy to know. The, the the um the description of the Green Russian was was good. So, you know, that that's actually probably less big what I would think in my head of being a, as as being a, a big muff style pedal. And almost thinking about them as increasing in gain structure or getting a bit more wall of soundy as they move along.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, I think um I just wondered if anyone had actually done a nano shootout of all of the muffs. And mm. they have. So if you Google Big Muff Pie shootout, mm. um, you can watch someone shoot out every single type of Big Muff, yeah. which I'm also going to save and watch later. <laughs> uh, I, and then reading them out loud sort of made me go, oh, I should really like collect all of those.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to buy one. I'm going to buy one. I don't know which ones. So I'm going to watch the video. I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose one. Yeah, I
3: really want this Jay Mascus one, but it seems to only link to Reverb and can't seem to buy it elsewhere. I think maybe you can only pre-order it on... Reverb. Just wow. just uh this is this is live information. Reading it live. <laughs> uh, probably totally out of date by you read this. Note due to overwhelm yeah, this must be a reverb exclusive because the website only links to the official J Mascus of Dinosaur Junior reverb shop. Note Due to overwhelming public response, we have bumped up the production timeline of additional units of the j Mascus Ramshead Big Muff. We are so deeply appreciative of the support. We are currently working around the clock to fill your orders from the first batch, which sold out much faster than we could have ever anticipated. We are currently accepting pre-orders for the second and likely final batch to be made available here. Pedals from the second batch are begin, expected to begin shipping within the next 5-10 to business days on or around August the 25th. Wow. So there you go. I'm wow. sort of tempted to order one. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> J Mascus Ramshead Big Muff is exclusive to Reverb. Oh, holy heck. Yeah, um, that is really cool.
2: I don't think that one's the one for me. I think it's going to be the triangle. Ooh. Yeah. Order think, it, Joe. Order one. Yeah, I'm going to watch this video. I want it to be the Green Russian because it looks cool, but I think it will be the triangle, or I might just get the big box, box one because they look fantastic. Mm. Um, yeah. though it's a bit... It's a bit big. I get to, I get to rebuild uh, Tim's pedal board soon because we, of course, we took it all apart for recording the last album, and then just you know plug in what you need. Um, and we're sort of done on all our shows where we we'd be playing the old stuff. The next shows that come up will be when we're touring the album, so we've got to rebuild a board for him that's got all the things that he'll need for this. So, uh, and nice. of course, he used. Um, we had the. Uh, uh, earthquake Advice is... I've forgotten the name of the pedal. They're the Japanese in- clone oh, of a Oh,
3: the um, uh, It begins with an H. Yes. Um, his, his his I didn't know how
2: to say it.
3: Um, oh, he, I forgot you had that because that's yeah, also like
2: good. a clone of a big muff clone. Yes. yes, a clone of a big muff clone. It was for it was for Boris, wasn't it? It was Boris's. Uh, Signature, yeah, signature pedal, but I, I only had that on loan, so that went back. So I could buy one of those, but you know, also they're one hundred and fifty quid, and it's like sixty quid for an electro harmonics pedal. So, but Tim needs a big muff, and he doesn't have a big muff, so uh, right, I've got, to, got to get something. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see. No, ah, yeah,
3: hmm. interesting. Yeah, I'm sort of. Um Looking at this Jameiscus one now going, oh, sort of really want it now that I know I can't buy it later.
2: <laughs> that's how they get you. Yeah. yeah that that's is it. how they get you. That is how pre-orders work, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like, yeah, you're only going to make it for
3: like one day and you've got to order it now. It's like, what? I don't need time to think. Yeah. Um, There's
2: no time. Order it
3: yeah yeah exactly Uh, I didn't realise it was exclusive to Reverb but it makes way more sense now Mm -hmm. that it is Uh, Mm -hmm. but interestingly yeah if you want to buy a an original version similar to uh, Jay Mask's own version it will set you back roughly around 1500 great British pounds so uh, there you go not surprising that um, they've done a reissue of it
2: (laughs) yeah yeah, well, that is expensive. Now, we're coming up to the end of the podcast, so we're going to continue the news over on our Patreon special episode. I think we're also going to maybe sort of answer some questions or weigh in on a question that was asked by John By on the uh, on the Guitar Nerds group earlier this week, amongst some other things. You can join us, still listener, over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You get an extra episode every week. You can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month at the dollar tier you uh, you get the podcast ad-free via Patreon and early every week. $5 gets you access to all our Patreon specials and the back catalogue. $10 gets you the lot, plus your name will be sung in a song at the end of every episode. You can find us on all your favourite social media platforms and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Goodbye. Kaito be forget the abandoned